welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for lending me your ears. Thank you for just tuning in. Now, on this Sales Influence Podcast, I put together what I'm going to call either a power presentation model or the presentation power model. So whichever title you prefer, let me know. But what I want to do is give you a structure slash an outline of how to do a presentation when talking to a customer. Now, whether it's B2B or B2C, doesn't matter. But more specifically, if you sell B2B, this will be useful. If you sell to, let's say, business to residential or business to homeowner, this is definitely important. If you're in transactional sales, maybe this won't work, but you might learn something anyway. So hang out. So here is the presentation power model. I'm going with that name. Now, it all begins with assuming that you know your market and you know your client's market. In other words, you know your clients, but you also know their struggles, their market, the deals they're facing. In other words, what obstacles and challenges they're facing. So assuming you know the customer, know their market, then step one in the presentation power model is know your product and service. By knowing your product or service, I want you to really think about having a value proposition down. To me, a value proposition, if I ask you right now, what's your value proposition for the product or service you offer, you should be able to give that to me in one, at most, two sentences. That's all I want to hear, a quick description of what you offer. That value proposition should cause me to say, huh, how do you do that? So for example, if you provide the best training in the world, you want people to say, well, how do you do that? I help people close more deals faster. How do you do that? So does your value proposition cause the person, your potential client, your lead, your prospect to go, well, how do you do that? How do you go about doing that? Now, if you can do that, if you can describe your product and your service very quickly, the next step is you need to know what questions to ask. Not only what questions to ask, but in what sequence. Now, this is important. So first, know your product or service, right? Really understand what it is you offer. And again, this is assuming you understand the client and their market. But know your product, step number one. Step number two, what questions should you ask and in what sequence? You've heard me say this over and over again. The average salesperson practices what to say. The best of the best salespeople, the superior salespeople, Practice what to ask, because when you know what to ask and how to ask and what sequence to ask it in, you are guiding slash controlling the conversation. So know what questions you want to ask to guide the conversation. Step number three in the presentation power model, proof. You have to prove to your customer what you're saying is actually true. So now proof has several dimensions. For example, One, you might have to demonstrate the product, right? In other words, demo something, show them, do a how-to. So that's a demonstration. Or maybe you'll have to show them some data, supporting data, proving your point when you talk about your product or service. Or how about statistics? Again, numbers to really reinforce what you're saying. Last but not least, part of the proof puzzle is to give them or show them you have credibility. How do you do that? Talk about the companies you've worked with, right? Show the logos, talk about the case studies, things that you worked on with other companies, similar to theirs, that will build your credibility. So quick recap, 
Step number one, know your product and service and your value proposition. Step number two, know what questions to ask and in what sequence to ask them is to guide the conversation. Number three, step three, you got to have proof. You got to be able to prove what you're saying. It could be stats, data, a demonstration, or just demonstrate credibility by talking about other companies. Now, here is the big hump, the hurdle. Also, I want you to anticipate the objections and concerns that customers have. Now, you know I've always talked about blocking objections. If you go into my Sales Velocity Academy, you'll see my program called Blocking Objections. Overcoming objection to me is old school. Blocking objection is more proactive, new school. So know what objections you're going to face, what you're going to say to block them, right, and overcome them. Now, keep in mind, there's objections, then there are concerns. Objections are things that may be stated or unstated. But when you talk about concerns, these are, th- these are things that worry people. Now, the difference between an objection and a concern, an objection is a strong, I don't know if you can do this. I don't know if you're the right company. These are objections. A concern is, will it work? How much time and effort will that take? These are the subtleties. And remember, there are stated concerns and they're unstated concerns. And our job in selling is to figure out What are those unstated concerns? You know, what is it that's holding them back? Sometimes a customer will give you straight up objections that you can deal with, but sometimes you have to dig, pull out those concerns because they simply will not state them. If you know what the objections are, if you know what the concerns are going to be, then you can actually talk about that directly with the client. I always say, lean in the direction of the objection. Let me say that again. Lean in the direction of the objection or concern. In other words, don't be afraid to talk about the real issues on the table. Step number five in the presentation power model, pricing and proposal. If you've done everything right up to this point, you've introduced your product, you've asked the right questions, you've positioned your company, you've shown them that you can do, you've shown them proof, you've handled the objections, you've managed their concerns, now we move into pricing. Now, depending on what you're selling, you're going to have to show different types of pricing proof, I'll call it that. In other words, maybe they want to know what the break-even point is, return on investment, total cost of ownership, internal rate of return, or maybe just the terms and condition of that proposal. So moving into the proposal phase, know what you're going to present, but also show the customer how they're going to get their money back, why the break-even's there, when is the break-even, return on investment, what to anticipate, what's the real cost of ownership, so forth and so on. Then, let's say that you've gone up to this point. That's step number five. Now, step number six, which is the final one, is that you have to provide a path to success. You have to give them a roadmap, a blueprint of how this is going to work. Now, let me slow down because this is important. You can talk about your product and service and your value proposition. Great. You've asked the right questions. And again, you've shown them proof, who you are, what you can do, and your product actually, your service does work. Then you've managed the objections, you assuage the concerns, you've put down the pricing and proposal. Now we need to move into the close. Most people want to go to the close. To me, a close is where do we go next? But before we get into the where do we go next, let's explain to them how it's going to work. For example, let's say you're swapping out a software system, right? The biggest concerns are going to be is data integrity, moving the system over, downtime, interruption of workflow, whatever it may be. But what if after presenting the proposal, you say something like this, they'll look at the pricing. Here's the proposal we've put together. Which one of these best fits your need in terms of budget? Perfect. Great. Now here's how this is going to roll out. 
First week, we're going to get this done. Second week, third week, fourth week, and fifth week. In other words, you give them a roadmap, a blueprint, and then you go for the close, right? And that's the assumption that you're going to go for the close at the end. You got to ask for the order. So let's go through the presentation power model one more time. Product service, you got to know your value proposition. Number two, you got to ask the right questions. Know what questions to ask and in what sequence to ask them in. Then, number three, provide proof. Data, stats, demonstrate something. Show that you've worked with companies like theirs in the past. Step number four, manage the objections, assuage the concerns. Step number five, move in the pricing proposal. Show return on investment, total cost of ownership. Again, they're concerned about pricing. Let's show them the real value. And last but not least, step number six is the path to success. You gotta show them a blueprint, milestone, how this program is gonna roll out, how this is going to work. And if you can do this model, if you can work with a customer, you will feel their anxiety go down because once they understand that you understand who they are you understand their concerns you understand their business you've demonstrated you're credible now they just want to know how is it going to roll out and if you can show them that you're more likely to close than not and that is it for this sales influence podcast leave me some feedback on itunes stitcher youtube pandora or spotify let me know what you think i'd greatly appreciate also if you haven't done so already why haven't you checked out the Sales Velocity Academy? 50 courses, 500 plus videos, the ultimate toolbox to sell you, to get you to sell more faster. Check out salesvelocityacademy.com. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio, always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care. Hi. I'm Victor Antonio. I'm an author, sales trainer, and keynote speaker. I'm often asked, what makes a great speaker? Is it someone who delivers real content that the audience can use? Is it someone who engages the audience so they're part of the learning experience? Or is it someone who can motivate an audience to push them beyond their comfort zone and discover new abilities? The answer is yes. But the most important thing to remember is that I'm not there to look good. I'm there to make my client look good. Simply put, it's never about me and it's always about them.